0: Welcome back to The Real Slim Fady Show. I am Fady Hawatma, I am your host, and I am honored to have Sharon Fuller here with me. Uh, Sharon, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's a blast. We've been talking about having you on here for a while, we've been working together for a little bit, and I'm glad that the schedule is finally aligned uh, for us to be able to chat.
1: Yeah, it def- it's it's definitely been a little bit of a stretch, huh? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, calendar gets nuts at the end of the year. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's almost a blur. It's always funny when you try and do any kind of business in November. People are always like, "Oh, it's Thanksgiving. The year's over. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not working. Get am in right. the new year. Yeah. I'm that
1: person. <laughs> I don't even care. I'm very open about it. I take vacation yeah. from December 10th until January 10th. And honestly, once um once Thanksgiving hits, I don't want to do anything. That first week of December is just yeah. tying up loose ends. So I'm definitely yeah. one of those people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, there's so no I think... shame in it. No, nothing gets Never. done. In no, nothing gets done in December.
1: No, yeah. except yeah. shopping online.
0: I know. Yeah, getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> Got to make sure everything's all set. Yes. Um, no, I love that. So I want to. I want to kind of dive right in. I want to. I want to get to the get to the real meat. I want to ask Perfect. you really what what is your driving passion right now obviously you're a successful entrepreneur serial entrepreneur you've started a ton of companies ran a bunch of stuff you know been in charge of other companies that weren't yours what is what is kind of the driving passion of what you're doing right now and really what are you up to right now and and what's behind it
1: got you so i sold my last accounting firm that I started in 2006. I sold at the beginning of 2021, stayed on with the transition, exited. And then when I exited, I thought, what do I want to do with my life? And I thought, I never, I'm so done owning an accounting firm. I'm over it. It's too easy. I've done it. I've already started, sold, I'm done. Somehow ended up with two more accounting firms. Don't ask, don't ask me, (laughs) but I have two more accounting firms now. Which is bread and butter. It's easy. I live and breathe it. I've been doing it since, you know, for 20 plus years. So it's easy. But my passion lies in my main company, which is Glasswall Adventures. And after selling my company, I realized I've sat through so many companies through due diligence, IPO, acquisition, all that fun stuff. And I've always seen it up to the signing of the documents, up to the distribution of the money, right? The due diligence, Mm -hmm. the back end part. And I had that covered. It was cake. I know I can get you through due diligence like nothing. But what I didn't know about was what happens after the ink dries. Once Mm -hmm. I sold my company, I was able to know what happens after the ink dries. And I thought, this is an experience, um, without saying too much, let's just say my acquisition and my... um, Everything I went through was probably the worst case scenario, right? So like the, let me give you the hell story, the nightmare story, that is mine. And that's where my passion lies is setting, helping people, especially in the professional services business, identify what their product is, identify if somebody wants to buy it. If not, how do we make it something that can be purchased and then setting up your business to scale so it can be sold. So scalable to sellable is what we're calling it. And honestly, just working with anybody, setting up efficiencies, making sure they get through that original due diligence, and then preparing them for their exit strategy, what that is. And a lot of times it comes into, you know, finding someone to buy your company is fine. Getting due diligence is fine. Getting through the due diligence is a emotional nightmare. I feel like you need a therapist and a lawyer. And a coach, and so that's where I I get them ready. But I also am offering my my services as advisory to help people and be that, you know, that best friend that's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, red flag, yeah. uh, uh-uh, step back. <laughs> I want to be that person because I'm very yeah. candid and open, and I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm going to go no, yeah. no, get the money out yeah. of your head. You're going to this yeah. is not going to work. So that's where I. That's really what I'm focusing on right now. And then a lot of education. And, remote team building somehow i keep getting pulled into hr and remote team building because i've done yeah. that too so that is that. what i'm
0: doing no i have i have several questions based on that the one thing one thing one reaction right is is i i know you're candid and you know we're <laughs> definitely two peas in a pod i think we this first conversation we had we immediately clicked because um you know it's it's rare to find people especially in this day and age right that are real that, that yeah. give you give you things the real way. They're always so scared of being like, oh, you know, I got to be politically correct and I I can't say this bad thing about that. But people are hiding and they're hiding the facts of what really goes down. They
1: are. I mean, there's a difference between being offensive, which I can be offensive sometimes. I usually do it on purpose. Being offensive yeah. and being realistic. Like, I am yeah. not going to tell you something's green when it's obviously purple. I'm not going to yeah. do that. I don't care. You can, I'm, I'm going to call you out on that. But I'm not going to, yeah. you know... Uh, yeah. So I, I try to just be as, and you can hate me. I can be the bad guy. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, when all is said and done, you sit back and go, oh, oops. Yeah. She, she yeah. was a, she was mean, but she was yeah. right. So <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be known as mean than wrong. I mean, that's, yeah. put that on my epitaph. She was, a, she was mean, <laughs> she wasn't wrong.
0: <laughs> I, I love that saying. I think you should definitely put it as your tagline on your, uh, on your LinkedIn or something. Yeah. <laughs> i going
1: mean, to. People working with me that are really into like S and M. They're like, I love that abuse. <laughs> abuse and I'm into it. So that's okay. That's a niche. I'll take
0: it. You know, when you look at companies and, and clients that you want to work with, obviously there's no shortage of people that are trying to go scalable to tellable. I love that name. No. Love that. Love that. But when you look at when you look at the profiles of the companies that you want to take on as clients, uh-huh. um, who do you look for? Who do you see? What kind of personality traits do you see in these successful? founders, successful entrepreneurs that you would want to take under your wing and know that you can, you can get them a successful, cause not exit, not all exits are created equally. Ew. Um, there are successful exits and then there are fire sales.
1: And, and not every, so I, I, there, I've always been known for, since when I first started my business, I take on the complicated clients. I like the clients mm-hmm. Everyone's like, I'm not working with them. They're horrible. I'm like, I'll take yeah. them because I will over-dominate you which is really what it is honestly right yeah. a, a lot of for the longest time there were a lot of women in the world and it was really dealing with a lot of these men owners and yeah. they would see me and I was super blonde and little and eh, yeah. and they would um you know, not want to listen to what I'd say. So I would just let them do their thing and I'd be like, oh, you're so wrong. And eventually they, they, you know, be quiet and they let me do my thing. And those are my favorite. Right. And even mm-hmm. now I love working with engineers and I know a lot of accountants won't work with engineers and a lot of the VC backed startups are engineers. Oh, yeah. Very engineers just have this very like doctors, like lawyers, mm-hmm. like God, I'm smarter, smarter than you. I've raised money. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. They're hard to work with, but they're not hard for me because They're motivated, they're driven, and they have goals set. So if Mm -hmm. I find somebody who says, I know what I want, then I can work with them. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you want, I have to help you identify that. Otherwise, I can't help you. I can mm-hmm. tell you what I think, but that doesn't matter. So if you are goal driven and you say, "Here is what I want. This is the re- this is where I want to get to," then I yeah. can help you all the way to get to that point, or tell you that this is never going to happen, mm-hmm. which I will happily do. But if you don't, if you come in, you're like, oh, "I don't know what I want."
0: It's come never going to work.
1: You know what you want. Yeah. I'm not going to figure that out for you. <laughs>
0: because you know, you know what you want, right? And oh. I think that that's really the underlying factor is you've been through this game you've been in this industry many many times many many years and not not calling you old but your experience right you know what you're doing and you've got wins under your belt and you know going back to who you were 10 years ago you know 15 years ago you know were you always this driven were you always this i know what i want and i'm gonna go for it
1: Oh, yeah. I've always been this way. I typically, I, I'd start working at a company and I would get annoyed that I immediately wasn't a manager. Why are you telling about- me? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd always find they do something and I'd always say, This is stupid. Why are we doing this? We could do yeah. this, 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 and say, And so I would always end up getting promoted, but it was quiet promoting. Let's call it that. Like, Sharon's going to do it anyways. So we don't need to pay her. For example, mm. I worked at Costco in membership. And I should have, I came over and I loved it. And they kept hiring supervisors over there. I'm like, why are you not hiring me? And the supervisors would just give me their keys and their codes. And I'd do everything, but I wasn't getting the pay. I wasn't getting the title or anything, but that's just who I was. And I didn't care because I just wanted everybody to move out of my way. So I've always been that person, even in elementary school, group projects. I'm like, look, look. I got this. Yeah. Let's meet. Let's meet on the playground first recess, and I am going to hand you what you do and tell you what to read. I got this. Get out of there because you are all going <laughs> to mess it up. I am a terrible team player, and I, 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 I yeah. identify. I understand, um, mm-hmm. but I've always just, I don't know, just been very pretty, pretty self sufficient, and, and yeah. I see the goal, I get it, and just move. Help, help yeah. me or move. <laughs>
0: As you scale a company, especially a professional services firm, right? Especially as an accounting firm, you can't have that mentality all the no, time.
1: No, it's, it's, I learned a lot in my first company, um, especially during the acquisition. When you say, hey team, I'm selling this company and we're all going to the new company, you really find out loyalty and you really find out what people really think of you. I just yeah. got done watching We Crashed about WeWork, which was just insane. Oh yeah. You know, they, he thought he had all these amazing people until the very end when his IPO crashed and now his people went against him. And so coming into this one, it's just a different mindset and Mm -hmm. understanding that my, my extreme goal driven, you know, desires and my certain way of doing things. And I want to do it this way is great to a point if I'm going to be the one in charge, but if I'm going to put other people in charge, I need to let them in charge. So Mm I think I'm doing it better on these ones. I don't know what yeah. my partners would say. I feel like my partners are like just move back again. Let's <laughs> move back and chair and do it. We don't care as long as she's making money. Um so it's more so my team making sure yeah. that I'm not bulldo I'm a bulldozer.
0: Yeah. I mean nobody's
1: I- going to want to work with me after I- this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i mean it, it, it takes it takes a special kind of person right it takes a special kind of person to work with people like that and it takes you know a special kind of person to know that you're a bulldozer you know there's nothing I, worse than I people I that don't it, think. And i
1: call it out though yeah. I, I tell you i bulldoze so i'm telling you at this beginning so you stop me and i if you catch me doing it you stop me because i'm very aware of what i do yeah, right? yeah. so i i'm aware Um, yeah, I just try to not do it, but I always point it out because I want people to know. So no one goes behind my back and she's like, geez, she's terrible. I'm like, no, I know I'm terrible. I told you in the beginning, I was very open about my terribleness. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Being self-aware, obviously, is is it's, I mean, it's a leadership trait and you have to be self-aware as an entrepreneur, but you have to be so stubborn on what you're doing, right? That's Mm -hmm. the. You know, Jeff Bezos, one of his quotes that I absolutely love was, be firm on the vision, but flexible on the details.
1: Okay, that's awesome that he said that because I just did that with my teams. I said, we departmentalized everything and said, here's the departments and every department's got a lead. And then I said, here's the roadmap. Here's my, here's our general vision of what we want the company to be. And now what I'm doing is saying, this is your area here. How do you want to get there? Let's yeah. talk about it. And here and if they don't know or they want some some, you know, leadership, I'll go and I'll say, here's what I think. And then they're we're able to brainstorm off of it. But what I've decided is as long as we get here and mm-hmm. we have these set, you know, and it's it's scalable and it's it can be repeated or, you know, yeah. then I'm okay. It's it's I just don't want to do anything manual. So yeah. we just did that we called it the team roadmap and now it's been it's been great everybody seems pretty motivated now thankfully
0: (laughs) yeah you know what one of the funniest conversations obviously you know running clockwork being vc backed i'm getting all different kinds of people that work with me and because i've always been very transparent on the sandbox i call them sandboxes every team is a sandbox sales is a sandbox marketing is a sandbox as long as you play well in your sandbox your sandbox is your sandbox you can build whatever you want in your sandbox And I will never forget this. One of the one of the one of the you know exited employees goes. I didn't like the sandbox. I wanted to play in everyone's sandbox. I'm like, you're just not at the right company. Then you're not you're not you know set up for success.
1: No, yeah, and the heart is so the hardest part when you have any sort of startup or. Any startup, VC-backed or not, is that, especially not VC-backed, you don't have the money, right? So you have yeah. to bring in very skilled people that can wear different hats. Yeah. So I'm going to bring in this amazing person. that needs to be my customer success, my accounting, and my tax. Okay, now we've mm-hmm. grown. I'm taking customer success away from you. And the mm-hmm. problem is, is when you bring in people, not the problem, the bittersweet. Issue is that when you bring in people like that, they own it and they want Mm. it. And when you take it away, even though you're giving them more work, they they feel that you they've done something wrong and you're taking away from them. And getting Mm -hmm. them to hand it over is very hard. And that's kind of where we're at now. Is I've had this amazing team on both sides, both firms, that have worn a lot of hats. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. guys, we have hat racks across the board now. Every their hats on the right hat rack, and they're like, but I I've held these hats for like a year and a half. I don't want to give them away. I'm like, sorry. Um, this was never, you know, you can, do you want to wear this hat instead? I'll move you, but they don't. And I think that's the hardest part, but it's, I think that's the, that is the hardest part of growth, um, in a small business, when you get to that point of, okay, now I've got to separate, um, Mm -hmm. and you get people that either like that say, I don't know, I really like doing all these things, which is great. Then I usually instruct those people go work for another startup. work for another startup stay there for the first two years it's going to be chaos then when they start doing that leave and start for another startup there will always be another startup and you can be just the number one person at coming in and helping these startups get moving and that's a that's a need we as we know those people
0: yeah i mean the type of profile that is a pre-seed employee team member to a seed employee team member to a series a completely different profiles they're mm-hmm. completely different profiles and they require, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about, right? Know what you want and stick to it. If you know that you want to scale with a company and you know you want to be a part of something that that is bigger than yourself, you figure out ways to adapt. You yep. don't sit there and, you know, kind of throw a tantrum when you don't get what you want or, um, you know, you have to be a team player when it comes to scaling the next generation
1: that is the thing, right? You have to be, you yeah. have to, it, it definitely is eggshells. Like, yeah. especially when you're saying, hey, like that, right, that's where we're at right now is we just mm-hmm. hired, we finally hired director of tax. We finally hired a, we have customer success and we just added HR people operations. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of these things are all just on our accounting department and the yeah. county's like, but we do this anyhow. So getting yeah. to the right people and not losing anybody in the, in the meantime is the hard part because we have a great team. So keeping them mm-hmm. motivated, keeping them letting them know hey we're not you're not in trouble this is a good thing yeah. but I'm the same way though I'm very protective um yeah. I if if I'm not in charge I better be right hand and the person in charge better be in Bali or something and I need I, I need to be in charge um yeah. so I need that constant movement of everything if I'm just focused on one thing I'm bored so I know I'm I couldn't do it I couldn't so- I'd have to run your company or, or not. For you.
0: <laughs> I mean, that that for me makes, you know, brings up a question. Do you think entrepreneurs are born or are they made?
1: I mean, everybody's I don't think anybody's born. It's definitely made right because we're all made into anything. When we're born, we only know what's around us. So I think we're all we are all shaped by experiences in life, things we see, what our parents do or don't do. Um mm-hmm. All those little things make us and everybody absorbs it differently. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm the oldest of five. My dad never held a job. My mom always had to work. And so I thought to myself, okay, number one thing I learned, you can never trust, you. Can, a man will never support you. And that's a terrible yeah. thing to have to learn, but it's what I learned, right? So I learned yeah. no matter what, I always have to support myself. And then mm-hmm. I learned my dad always leaving jobs and um, working in a few corporate places that when you... It's so corporate that as you are doing good, somebody above you doesn't want you above them and they're gonna smack you back down. And I thought oh, yeah. well, I'm not playing this game. I'm gonna do my own thing, right? Mm-hmm. So learn. Um but there are some people that they're okay with that. They have different mm-hmm. goals and motivations. So no, I would say I would say made.
0: I'm 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 the opposite. I think I honestly think entrepreneurs are born. I think not. entrepreneurs are born. I think there's a yeah like you're, you're either you're either fighter or lover right when you start out and and you are you know like you were on the playground it is mm-hmm. get out of my way i'm gonna take charge i was the same way right i played soccer and hockey my entire life i was I organized captain. that
1: tether ball line i'm like get what yeah are you
0: doing? <laughs> yeah i was the captain of of yeah. all my teams and if i wasn't the captain I was like I'll yeah. no, work my ass off to be the captain and and always be leading the pack and i no was they're not and, doing it well yeah but you're not you're me. born that way right you're in my mind it, i went and worked right. the corporate i went and worked the corporate bullshit right i worked at boeing phenomenal job i absolutely loved it did some of the most literally uh, unbelievable stuff there but it wasn't my company and mm. i was going you know? crazy i'm like well this person makes more than me they have a higher position than me and i'm and,
1: doing more and i have doing more yeah, yeah, it's very frustrating, and the, and a lot of chiefs and not enough Indians, and everybody's your boss, and this guy's your yeah. boss because he's been here six months longer than you. I'm like, but yeah. well, he's a moron. Like, yeah. so I feel you. I can't. I can't. One of my yeah. friends, um, he's also an accountant. He says to me, "I am unemployable." I'm like, you know <laughs> what? I am a, an unemployable, which is what I found when my mm-hmm. company was acquired, and I went over as um, co-founder and president, and mm-hmm. not CEO. I thought, Oh my God, I'm not yeah. in charge. <laughs> this doesn't yeah. work. I am having a massive anxiety attack. And
0: yeah, I mean, what is, what is the kind of the, the next 10 years look like for you? Obviously, you know, it's going to be different so, putting, you know, putting, putting different things in place, but what does the next 10 years look like for you? You
1: know, I don't know when I, when my company was acquired, I said I was going to retire and that, that I like, now I have three more. So what I really want to yeah. do is, um, We're we're building up to sell one of the one of the accounting firms. The other one, I will Mm. never sell it. It's just boutique glass Mm. wallet is really, I think, a giver. My passion is I want to I want to get to the point to where, you know, I can educate more, travel a little bit, really have a Tony Robbins cult following. I know that sounds terrible, but I want to be the the name that people go to. They're like, oh, you start a business. Oh, have you checked out Sharon? Check out Glass Mm -hmm. Wallet. She's going to tell you your tech stack, how to scale. And when you're ready to sell, she's gonna she's gonna help you get that that acquisition done or the whatever your exit strategy is. So I, I want to be that that person, um, which takes a lot of time, a lot of experience, and a lot of money. That's so much SEO and Google keywords, right? Because that's mm-hmm. more than anything is who do you see on the internet, who's going viral. Yeah.
0: When you when Glass Wallet, tell uh, me about the name.
1: Um, I paid a one of those companies four hundred bucks to help you name a company.
0: No <laughs> so way. I did,
1: what I was looking for what I really was looking for is I wanted to start investing in accounting firms and taking like ownership while I help them build them up and grow and scale so mm. I thought I need something and I gave them words I'm like I, I'm very transparent I want to be open I da, 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 and someone's like oh and money glass wallet I'm like ah, that's it that's the one mm. so they gave me like You know, 800 names to choose from and that one, of all of them, was just probably the only one I even looked at. So somebody out there named this for me for $400
0: and I... I cannot believe I've never asked you about this because I initially, in my mind, I thought of glass ceiling and with the glass ceiling, obviously comes with money. So that's literally where I thought it came from.
1: No, it was really just my, I want it transparent, I want to help people, I'm very open, like I'm probably too transparent. I know I'm too transparent. And my partner yeah. sometimes is like, Jared, sure, you shouldn't tell a team that. I'm like, why? You know, if I was at a company, even though I love startups and they went, I, I don't want to be there when they go IPO. I don't want to be there mm. when they hit Series C. Like that's too big for me. It's too, I like the startup world. I like the small world. Um, and some people think they do till they get into it. And then they realize, okay, this is not for me. I don't like this stress. Where the rest of us are like, I live on the adrenaline. I live Mm -hmm. knowing that I've got a month burn rate in my Mm -hmm. account. And I've either got to go sell more or raise more, right? We live on that. And Mm -hmm. sometimes employees do too. They love it because it's a, this is going to be amazing or it's not. And so some people are corporate and they, I actually right now have a hard time when we're interviewing people. If I see they've been corporate for forever and now they're coming to a startup, I'm like, no.
0: Yeah. You don't know what you're doing.
1: Never once, never once, never. Anybody, anybody that has switched, you are a needle in a haystack, but most, unless you've started your own company, if you are an employee and you've gone from corporate, 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 mm-hmm. corporate, and I want to go to startup, I pass on you. And we yeah. hired probably three people in the past and they never work out because they just can't get out of that. But it's not in process. It's not this, it's not this, yeah. like, because not, we don't have it yet. Help me. Yeah. Um, it's just this embedded bread mindset of what you've of learned behavior mm-hmm. and some people enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And they love the the their famous last words are, that's not my job. You yeah, that, that doesn't I, exist. I, <laughs> yeah.
1: I will pick gum off of a table. Like there yeah. is nothing. If I won't do it, I won't ask you to do it, but I will do everything. So anybody here, like it should be, I don't know how can you teach me or... Mm-hmm. I am at capacity, but I can help you at this point or mm-hmm. maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. we, ask, we don't even say employee. We say team. Yeah. Like, cause we're a team, man. There is, yeah. we all got to pull the rope or we're going in. Like yeah. if one of us isn't there where there's not enough. We're going to go under. So. Yeah.
0: The analogy that I like to use is, is everyone rowing on a boat. If someone's yeah. not rowing in the same direction or even not even in the same boat, you're screwed. You're yep. There's there's no yeah. there's no way to counterbalance someone who's rowing in the wrong way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people fail in their businesses now because they put like I'm a team first, client second. Because mm-hmm. if I once I hire a team to work with my clients, I now need them. They are now mm-hmm. the very first thing. If they're not doing their job and they're not doing their job well, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how many clients I have. I'm going to lose them all. So I'm going oh, yeah. to be happy and know their job and know I have their back. And then I'll have the clients. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people put clients first, team second, and the team fills it. And they're like, I'm busting my butt for you. Why? Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. You don't care. So mm-hmm. I think I always tell people, I'm like, the problem is, is you just referred to your secretary as the lowest person on the poll. That person's the mm-hmm. like number one person that talks to everybody. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Your People want to yeah. be treated. I have a whole Scaling New Heights two-hour presentation on um, remote te- or team building. It's I think it's called yeah. like hire like a Gen X, work like a millennial, you know, all <laughs> the words or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: It used to be black and white. Now it's yeah. emotional. There is no yeah. more. Black and white. still there, but emotion is first. Emotion is number one. And mm-hmm. the problem is, is we've got a lot of people that are very cut and dry, black and white. This yeah. is work this is play. And everyone's like, no, this is eight hours a day of my life. This is, I'm a human. So it's emotional yeah. first and getting, you have to adapt or go under, I guess, because that's what yeah. we're seeing,
0: right? I mean, it was so different when I first hired my first Gen Zer. Um, You know, she had asked me a question. I responded, you know, just quickly, hey, this is the, you know, this is where it's, at. she kind of called me later that day and she's like, hey, you gave me a one word answer. Is everything okay? And I'm like, Wait, I was like, well, "What are you talking about?" And she, I was like, "Holy cow!" And you know, I've been doing so much reading, and everyone's like, "Millennials hiring Gen Zers, you have to actually care about feelings in the workplace, yes,
1: very much." How do you feel and your empathy? Yeah. And you, it's no longer a like. Have you seen the TV show Severance on Apple? No. With Adam Scott. So what it is is they put this mite or this chip in your head and when you go to work every day you for you get through this thing and you forget everything about your personal life. You know nothing. You go mm-hmm. to work for eight hours and then when you leave when you go back through you forget everything about work. But the problem is these so these two never interact. So when you're at work, you have no idea who you are. And mm. the problem is, is that now in your head, you are always at work, right? It's just crazy to me, but that's how they really wanted it to be. And it's not like that anymore. It's wow. not like that yeah. at all. Um, thank God for emojis. Because if you just say, okay, or yeah, you have to put like a smiley face after. Otherwise, I've been called Kurt a few times. Yeah. <laughs> and I think as many times, whenever I get called Kurt, I think that's a polite way of them removing the R and putting in a different wor- a different letter is what they really want to say to me. But um,
0: yeah. I'm like, great, I'm Kurt.
1: I'm a professional asshole is what they're saying. So here's... Happy unicorn face, so you know she's not angry. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, I'm just busy, man. Let me just yeah. say no, no. Yeah. The
0: answer is no. <laughs> yeah. The answer is no. Let's move on. Um, no, I love that. Well, here, I mean, here we are. I think the last question that I would love to love to ask you is: if there was one piece of advice that you would give someone that is starting a company today,
1: mm-hmm. what
0: is the number one thing that you would say to them?
1: Um, have a have a plan. Have a goal. Have a goal. Um, if you go in and you're just starting it and you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to have anything. Have a it, Goals can change, but have a goal. This is my company. And I usually tell people have a one-year, three-year, five-year. Mm-hmm. And one year, we can revisit three and five because things will change. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have that goal. If you don't have a goal, you're going in blind. You don't know what it is. You have nothing to look for. You have nothing to work towards. And honestly, you have nothing to gauge. So have that. have
0: that goal. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Sharon, for joining. We are definitely going to have to have you back because I feel like we could talk for probably a cu- another couple hours. Um, That'd thank be fun. You so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening again. This has been The Real Slim Fady Show. I am Fady Huama. We will catch you next time.